In this episode of Awards Cast, the 2020 recipient of the Newcomer Helping Hand Award, Dr. Regina Vontel, sits down with Connie Zeitner, NSH Speaker of the House and fellow past award recipient, to discuss Dr. Vontel's work with visualizing inflammasome structure in the brain. Hi there. I am Connie Zeitner. I am here today with the privilege of interviewing Dr. Regina Vontel. She is our 2020 recipient of the Newcomer Supply Helping Hand Scholarship. I'm going to introduce Regina. She is a research assistant professor and associate director of the Brain Endowment Bank at the Miller School of Medicine, University of Miami. And she is the recipient of the 2020 scholarship. At this point, I would like to ask Dr. Vontel just to talk a little bit about herself because she has an interesting background. In 20 years, she has gone from being a histotech to getting her PhD. So Regina, would you just describe briefly that journey? Because I think this is going to be of great interest to our listeners. Well, thank you, Connie. Thank you for having me. It's a real privilege to be part of this podcast. Uh, I began my career as a histotechnician, and that was many years ago. And as I started to uh, increase in my knowledge of histotechnology, I realized that there was a lot more career opportunities out there. And I also realized that the histotechnician is a wonderful job if you wanted to advance in the field, if you wanted to go into management or anything else, you had to have a bachelor's. So I went back to school and I went to finish my bachelor's degree, which also would enable me to take the histotechnologist license. So I studied really hard for that. I finished my bachelor's, took the histotechnology uh, license and um, continued on my journey from there. Just going in back to school, I realized there was a lot of opportunities in of itself in, in education, and I took some courses in neuropsychology, in neuroanatomy, neurobiology, and one of the professors asked me if I was interested in helping him with the histology that he wanted to develop in his laboratory, Dr. John Salomon, which I am so ever grateful for. So he got me the opportunity, and we started to build on um, trying to see dopamine receptors in the brain. And I started to get involved with immunohistochemistry for him. We started to do it on mice models. From there, he asked me to continue on with him with a master's degree. And I did so at the University of Connecticut. And from there, I had the opportunity to work in the uh, brain bank at Imperial College in London. So I started there and then moved to King's College. So it was a really fantastic journey. And every place that I went to, I found that there was not only career opportunities, but educational opportunities that I wanted to take advantage of. That is a really interesting journey to Gervontel. And I'm going to say for our listeners that there are so many opportunities, no matter what you start with. And by taking advantage of some of the scholarships or awards, applying for them, the ones through NSH, you may get the opportunity to further your education. And as Dr. Bontel said, it leads to many fields. I have been very privileged to have received three scholarships and awards through NSH. The first one was an education scholarship. The second one was the Like a Leadership 
scholarship, which then put me into a management position. And finally, in 2002, I had the opportunity of applying for and being awarded um, the foreign travel scholarship, which I used to go to Edinburgh, Scotland, where I wanted to study Kreutzel Jakob because I too have a interest in neuropath. It's a very small field and I wanted to set up our laboratory appropriately. So in this case, Regina and I do have something in common. Would you talk a little bit, Dr. Von Till, about your laboratory, your current position, the people you oversee, kind of routine work, teaching, training, that sort of thing. And then we'll go on to have you describe the research project that you will be working on. Of course, of course. Yeah, I actually took advantage of the Lee Luna Scholarship Program too when I was working at Imperial College. And that enabled me to look at uh, toll-like receptors in a conference in Spain and enabled me to work with some collabor collaborators in Paris and it, it was an excellent opportunity and, and I'm so ever thankful for that too. But where I am now is I am at the University of Miami and I bank brains. So we bank brains for many donors and um, people feel very strongly about this. We have donor families that call us up and they tell me that their mother or their father had signed up for the program and they, some of them feel they just want to help others that are may go through the same pathology that they're having. Others feel really strongly when they find out they have a neurodegenerative disorder, they just want to help somehow. And they feel very strong about the brain donation. So I am now research assistant research professor at the university. I'm associate director of the Brain Endowment Bank at the University of Miami. And I basically oversee the clinical and histopathology department. So I oversee the clinical notes. I oversee the, what we call consensus review, when we put all the clinical together with the neuropathology. And so I also have the advantage of working directly with our neuropathologists. I scan slides, I read slides with them and I help them write up the neuropathology assessments and we get some information to the families, let them know what happened. And it's a great, it's a great opportunity. As I understand it, Dr. Von Till, the current project you're working on, and I got this from the letters of support that were written for you as well as your application, is that you plan to visualize and study inflammasomes to basically improve understanding of its function in neurodegenerative pathology and how that relates to psychiatric disorders. Could you explain that a little bit more for us? Could you describe what an inflammasome is and what is its function or importance in your study? Sure, absolutely. So as we know, there's different flags on the cell that tell that it's in some sort of danger. It surveys its environment and it puts different flags which then recruit different receptors to cause an inflammatory process in the brain. It basically wants to clean up some of the debris in the cell or it may be finding that there's something in the environment that's not quite right. And so you do this with these things called pattern recognition receptors. And these can be these pole-like receptors, they can be rig receptors. There's all sorts of different ones. 
The important thing is that this has the downstream mediator. So this causes some of these caspases in, inside the cell to dissociate and they become very active, which is a procaspase one for the uh, inflammasome. And then it re recruits other proteins. And one of the other proteins that it includes is this knob-like receptor. And from there, it goes on to recruit another protein, which is an aspect protein. So you put the three of them together and they draw it and it's represented in this windmill structure, which is called the inflammasome. And the inflammasome has a host of downstream mediation and it can cause an interleukin one beta to upregulate. Um, there's also some mitochondrial dysfunction that's been associated with increase in knob-like receptor. If it translocates from the cytosol to the nucleus, it, it has some effects on the mitochondria where instead of having this long chain ATP production, it goes from fusion to fission where they break apart. And they're just not as, as good as producing ATP as efficient as if, as if they're fused. So the cell starts to lose energy resources. And along with it, you have this inflammasome uh, complex causing all this inflammatory mediation. And the whole idea of inflammatory mediation, the important thing is it takes longer to shut it down. So you go through this idea that you have this inflammatory process and you have all these mediators that happen. And then once you go into a reparative mode, that switch is a little bit more difficult. And so what happens in, in Alzheimer's disease, we've seen some of this happen in the literature, is a discussion on an increased flow increase of this inflammasome process, which then just has a, a knock-on effect to the microglia, the astroglia, and it just causes a host of problems with the neurons. And, and so this is one of the problems with Alzheimer's disease. It's one of the uh, mechanisms which may contribute to Alzheimer's disease. So now we're looking at it in neuropsychiatric disorders, we're interested in what happens in schizophrenia. Is there a short-term problem with these inflammasomes? Do they upregulate some of the knob-like receptors? Is this why there's an energy release? Do they, up, do they form an inflammasome complex? That's very important to us to understand. And if so, can we see this in people that have died with uh, schizophrenia uh, neuro disorder? Can we see this problem? Can we see that this may have exasperated some of the, the uh, schizophrenic symptoms that they may have? Another important aspect of this, is this something that they live with like long? And could there have been a viral load before that could have triggered some of the problems that you see with schizophrenia? So, you know, does it increase maybe the hallucinization? Does it increase the problems that they have? And, and we're just trying to look at, can we actually find it in schizophrenia? So that, that is one of my projects that I'm interested in. Um, we do know that inflammasome aspect protein is found increasing in people that have been studied in a 10-year study with just checking blood serum of aspect protein. Is it a biomarker though? 
we're still trying to understand that and how is it related to other biomarkers that they use for measuring increasing dementia studies you know unless we have people that are willing to participate in these studies all these interesting things cannot be learned and so it's very important that people are recruited it's important that researchers answer some of these questions um and and one of the main goals is to try to find a biomarker that can help us understand alzheimer's and then this could also be applied to other psychiatric disorders, which is what we're hopefully going to see with uh, schizophrenia. I know in its science, we may not see it exactly like we think, but this is our hypothesis and this is what we need to test. And so this is where our interest lies. Well, it sounds like a long-term study to me. The old histotech in me wants to know what techniques are you using to visualize the inflammasome? I just don't want to make assumptions here. I want to have you describe it to me. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, I once heard the saying, slides don't lie. <laughs> they are very truthful. And, you know, this is the beauty of histology. It's, it's something that you can pluck out of the brain. You can take a section, process it, and do many, many slides on it. And with that option... You can ask all sorts of questions. You can ask, okay, where is this inflammasome complex being formed? Is it in the microglia? Is it astroglia? Is it in the intracellular space that the neurons pump up? These are the questions you can only answer by looking at a slide. So our hope is to do, first of all, we want to see, is the cell producing more in this inflammasome production? So the only way we can answer that was, is with quantitative RNA. So that's a bit different when we're hoping to do some RNA studies. And then we say, well, is it increasing in RNA? You know, the thing with people that have passed on, you may have missed that point where the RNA is increasing. But we can still go on and say, well, is there protein production? So one of the things that we could do is we could look at Western blots, and that's been done, and we can look to see if um, caspase is forming its active caspase form of caspase one? Is it just procaspase or is it caspase one? And you can answer that with a Western blot, or you can use an antibody specific for active caspase one. Now, the nice thing about immuno is you can double label and you can triple label and you can do lots of different chromogenic things. You can use different detectors. So our hope is to do some dual labeling, maybe even triple labeling, you know, and of course we have to be careful with bleed through. This is the beauty of being a histotechnician is that I understand these things and uh, it's helped me a great deal understanding how like a photo multiplier tube works in the confocal. So understanding how you can have bleed through from one channel to the other. Another wonderful product that's been produced by Millipore is the Duolink. And this is a little bit of an IHC reaction with an in-situ probe. And if these proteins live in close proximity, the RNA complex of this will form and you have like a, a bit of an in-situ probe going on. We're very, very excited about this technology. One of the things I developed when I was doing my PhD thesis is I made my own in-situ probes. And that was, that was very exciting to do. It was very, very long, and but it was a rewarding, rewarding result. And we found that in, um, I worked in 
brains, uh, perinatal brains. So that was both preterm brains and um, after birth. And we found in white matter injury, there was an increase of the toll-like receptor with doing an in-situ probe. So we found that you can look at RNA expression on the slide. And we're hoping to do some of this in this project. We may have to go about it in a little different uh, way, but we're hoping to see some of this increase. We wanna show that this inflammasome forms these complexes and close proximity. We wanna know what slide view, what cell has the inflammasome. And the only way we can do this is by looking at the histology of the slide. So right now I have a PhD student, Mr. Ryan Gruber, who is helping me with this. And he's been wonderful and he's, he's working on Right now we're working on a paper that just shows that the microglia changes. And we've done a lot of quantitative work with looking at the morphology of the microglia. And so we know that the microglia look a little different. We're hoping to publish this very soon. And now we're gonna take the slides and we're gonna answer some of the questions that we, we were asking about, well, can we see an inflammasome complex? Well, you have, Dr. Lentel, just led into my next question because it sounds like this is going to be a long-term research. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say perhaps somewhere along the, the line you would consider a one-hour presentation or something like that at our national conference to say how your research is going. And then I'm making the expectation that the results of this research project will be published as well. And so I'm assuming you could let us know where and when that happens because a lot of people would be very interested in this and it's a marvelous thing. There are so many facets of histology and neuropath has its kind of its own little, little corner. So there are many of us that would be very interested in this. I'm going to thank you for spending your time with us today, but before I say goodbye, I want to ask if there is anything you would like to tell us? Well, you know, I, I really, really want people who are doing histology to realize the technician job, it's, it's wonderful. You know, it's a good career. And yeah, you can make a living on it, but there's a lot more opportunity out there. And if anyone has an interest, they should go for it. They should really look at it. And I, you know, I thank the National Society of Physical Technology because without them, and without their grant program, I wouldn't have been able to start some of the projects that I've worked on. I wouldn't have been able to afford some of the books that I was able to afford because of their grant program. But I, I really want to encourage people to apply for the grants out there. And as I said, if they don't get it one year, they will probably get it the next year. So just keep on applying, just try it. If you're not sure how to apply, ask somebody, or even, even ask the NSH, they're always willing to put you in contact with a mentor who can help you write the application out. Really, I really encourage people to go for it. I encourage my, my staff, my histotechnician, uh, Mr. Patrick Dooley, I keep encouraging him every year to go for these grants and he can move on, he can do other things. Or if not that, they have a little bit of money that they can research their interests. So. This is a great, great program. NSH offers some really wonderful opportunities. You know, it's an opportunity to look at different job prospects. It's an opportunity to network, to get to know others, see what other people do, see who 
who's out there? Where do they work? Would that be of interest to you? And it's it's anything that you can do to grow and will help your self-esteem. It'll help you become a better person. And you'll just enjoy the work much more than the routine function. So if you are doing a routine function, stick with it. It's a wonderful career. And you know, it will get you to to do some wonderful things at, at some point in your life. But really, if anybody's in, interested in it, look for opportunity. And that's also opportunity to start small businesses and, and look for opportunity where hospitals may need a technician for a few hours at night. And I, I worked on that. I even had a little business going and it was a good, good way to make a little pool of money to help me again with education. So. And it's all I can do is encourage people to look out there, to network with other histotechnicians, see what they're doing, and, and just grow in the field. Thank you for that, Dr. Vontel. You have basically said what I've been telling people for years. And I simply say I wouldn't have been where I was in my career without the assistance I got from um, our National Society and the scholarships that were available. So I thank you for spending your time with us today. Congratulations on your scholarship. It's a marvelous achievement. And we look forward to hearing from you and your project in the future. Thank you very much, Dr. Buntel. Oh, thank you. And you know, a very special thanks to the newcomer, the folks at Newcomer for sponsoring the scholarship. I, I cannot say how much I, I appreciate it. I very, very much do. Yeah, it'll help sponsor some incredible research that we're starting up at the Brain Bank.